can run the aisle. I don't care. Amen. But I'm just going to try to deliver this burden of my heart today. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you may be seated. Go ahead. Amen. Start there. I hope you don't end there today. Amen. My mind got going. Amen. As I, uh, yesterday afternoon, God just began to put this upon my heart. Amen. For this message this morning. Amen. And I think we've got to address a few things here today. Amen. My mind went, amen, to, amen, World War II, amen, and to Pearl Harbor. Amen. The United States was in, a, the world was in chaos. Amen. Amen. Nazi Germany and, and all that was going on, there was chaos. There was terror all, all around. But the United States, amen, was taking a position of just kind of, we don't want to get involved with the war. We just don't want to get ourselves too involved with what's going on. Hallelujah. And so, amen, uh, uh, the Japanese, amen, came. And there was a day that came, amen, and they brought some airplanes, amen, and they flew over Pearl Harbor, amen, and Hawaii, amen, and they did some damage, amen, and they bombed, amen, our, our turf, if you will. They came into our land. They came into our soil, amen, and they began to attack, amen, and that day, amen, struck, amen, us, the United States of America, into a state of war, Amen. Amen. Dwight Eisenhower. Amen. They voted and the Congress declared war. Amen. In a war that they weren't really willing to get involved in. In a war they really didn't want to get in tune with. In a war they said, we're just better off just standing back just a little bit. Amen. But I'm telling you what. Amen. When the enemy came in. Amen. And they flew planes over our soil. And they struck bombs upon our soil. And they began to touch our people. And they began to touch our land. And they began to destroy our hearts. Amen. The people of America said, we're going to fight. We're not sitting back anymore. We're not going to be silent any longer. We're going to war. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We're going to fight this war to the end. And that's exactly what we did. Amen. Deliverance Day. Amen. Victory in Europe Day came. Hallelujah. And we became victorious. I'm telling you what. Amen. Whenever Japan struck. Hallelujah. And I don't remember who exactly it was. Amen. If it was the general army of the army of Japan, but he made this statement. He said, we struck. I'm going to paraphrase. We struck and we fought. Amen. We, we brought victory there that day in Hawaii. He says, but you know what? I fear something. I fear we may have had a victory there, but I got a feeling we've just awakened a sleeping giant. He said, America... They're a giant. I'm afraid that what we just did was awaken something greater than we can handle. Amen. I'm telling you what. Within the New Life Pentecostal Church is a sleeping giant. Amen. Of, of victory. Spiritual victory. Amen. Awaken. Amen. I'm telling you what. When the devil, amen, put his hand. Amen. If there's one young man, if there's one young man that is the apple of God's eye, it's Jared Hilton. If there's one young man, amen, that God says, that's mine. That's mine. It's Jared Hilton. If there's one young man, amen, that knows how to pray, it's Jared Hilton. If there's one young man who knows how to fast, it's Jared Hilton. If there's one young man who knows how to love young people, it's Jared Hilton. If there's one young man who knows how to submit to his pastor, it's Jared Hilton. Amen. I'm telling you what, when the devil, when the devil put his hand and he touched the apple of God's eye, Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. I just feel here this morning. Amen. The devil did nothing more than awaken a sleeping giant. He did nothing more. Come on. Do you feel this inside your heart today? Do you feel this inside? Do you feel something waking up? Do you feel something waking up? The devil wants you to be down and distraught. Huh? Huh? Let that waken giant. You wake that giant of worship. Awaken that giant of prayer. It's inside of you. Waken that giant of revival in this church. Woo! Well, come on. Come on. I'm telling you what today. Come on. Today is a day of awakening. Today is a day of declaration of war in the spirit. Amen. I've, woo, man, I'm telling you, there's been a war that's going on. I think many of us, I just don't want, I just, let's just better off not involving ourselves. It's just better off we just kind of hold back. 
Why do we got to go through all that? Why do we got to put the effort into it, brother, sister? I know you're preaching your guts out about it. But, wait, you know, I just it's not comfortable. But I'm telling you what, if you don't feel something inside of you ready to go to war, amen, your heart's broken. Amen. You're lost in your heart. I'm telling you, if you can't see and feel in the spirit, amen, God's trying to awaken you and awaken us. Amen. I'm telling you what, understand, amen, we're not facing, amen, just a physical accident. Amen. We're facing a spiritual attack. And if it doesn't make you want to pray, amen, and fast, amen, to give you power over hell, I don't know what's going to make you. I'm telling you what, we better get a resolve. Amen, young people to live for God. You better get a resolve to live for God. You better stop playing around with church. You better start praying. You better start worshiping. Hallelujah. Ain't time to joke around. It ain't time to come to church and play. It ain't time to time to go home. Amen. And get on your computer and look at stuff you shouldn't. It ain't time to rebel against pastor. It ain't time to rebel against mom and dad. It's time for war. Woo. Oh, come on. Come on. It's time. It's time for war. It's time to involve ourselves. It's time to involve yourself. Amen. The ministry can't do it all on our own. The generals can't fight every battle on their own. Come on, we need some ground troops. We need some folks that got a weapon in your hand. Hallelujah. We need some folks that got a sword. David needed 500. He needed some folks. He needed some men, some mighty men. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, God's looking for some folks willing to take up arms today. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't, amen, I'm telling you what, you better get a hold of something here. Amen. You better say, hey, devil, amen, you came at us. Amen. You try to strike at our heel. I'm telling you, amen, the devil wants to destroy the church. He wants to destroy revival. Amen. He wants to come against and stop everything that God is trying to do. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. The devil doesn't want revival. I'm telling you, we're close. We're right there. Amen. We're right there. Only thing we lack is getting involved. The only thing we lack is getting involved. Amen. And saying, okay, the war's going on. I'm going to get involved. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you with me out there this morning. Amen. Because you're you need to get involved. You need to get involved in this thing. Amen. You need to get involved in the revival. You need to get involved in pre-service prayer. You need to get involved in worship. You need to get involved, amen, in loving God. Not coming to church. I said loving God. When you love God, you'll come to church. When you love God, you'll get here on time. When you love God, you'll pray. When you love God, you'll fast. When you love God, you won't try to say, how close can I get without, without crossing the line? That's what happens when you love God and get involved. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, the devil's got to so, amen, on this edge. Of, well, you don't really got to do all that, man. It's just not the, I'm telling you what, the closer the devil can get you to the enemy line. Amen. There's a, there's a DMZ zone. Amen. In Korea, between North and South Korea, it ain't a safe place to be. It's not a safe land to, to dwell on. You don't, you, you don't want to stroll around down there and say, well, I'm still technically okay here. No, because there's a place that says, hey, this is too close to the line. Amen, it's too close to the line. Don't get so close. Amen, I'm telling you what, when you get this idea and say, hey, I want to destroy the enemy. Amen, you're going to get yourself far away from that line. And I'm going to come back and regroup. I'm going to get behind my man of God. I'm going to get behind the general. Say, where do you want me? How do you want me to go? Where do you want me to be? I want you where you want me to be. Oh, hallelujah. Devil doesn't like this this morning. Devil didn't expect this this morning. Amen. I'm telling you what, he's woken a sleeping giant in me. Amen. I'm telling you what, Brother Brandon, Brother Hilton, I'm going to live for God. Amen. I'm not backing away. I'm not backing down. Amen. If nobody preaches with me, I'm going to preach. If nobody backs me up, I'm going to preach anyhow. If nobody wants to worship, I'm going to worship anyhow. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I got, uh, I'm just going to serve. We got to serve notice here this morning. Amen. Somebody, we got to pick up some weapons today. We got to start fighting today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray here for a little bit. Oh, come on. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, God's wanting to work in here today. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, we need to feel after the Holy Ghost. Come on, you need to get the heart of what God's trying to talk to us about this morning. You need to get the heartbeat of God here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, Lord, help me this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm on and off my notes here today. Hallelujah. Title of my message this morning is Is It Well? Is It Well? You can read in 2 Kings chapter 4 about the Shunammite woman. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't lose the spirit of what I'm saying here this morning. Shunammite woman. The Bible says in verse 25, So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her. Say to her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Amen. I know we have a couple visitors here this morning. Just want you to understand today, amen, that there's a young preacher in this church, amen, that this church loves dearly, that Friday evening, amen, had a youth function on a four-wheeler, had an accident, and caused significant damage, crushed a large portion of his, his jaw and his cheeks, his face, life flighted to the hospital. Amen. Very tough, tough situation. That's what the church is dealing with this morning. Amen. Amen. And I'm not making light of the situation. I'm not making light of the, the physical tragedy, if you will, the, the effects of this physical accident. But this Shunammite woman came to the man of God and he said, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? And is it well with the child? She stood there, her son, this child, was laying at home dead in his bed, in the, in the bed of Elisha. The life had gone. She had, he had died in her lap, Brother Brandon, Brother Hilton, sorry. He had died in her lap. She took him up into the bedroom of the man of God, left him there. And she told her husband, she said, I am going to find the man of God. And as she approached the man of God, the man of God was familiar enough with her and that family. But he said, hey, this is that Shunammite. Gehazi, go see how she's doing, how her husband's doing, and how her child is doing. And Gehazi asked, woman, how is the family? And in her mind, his son has passed away. She left dead on a bed. But she looks and says, it is is well. It is well. So I'm telling you this morning, I don't care physically what's taking place. God has come to tell this church this morning, it is well. It's all going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. I don't care what we see in the physical. I don't care what he's dealing with this morning. I don't care what Brother Jared is going to face in the upcoming days. I don't care what I don't care what what comes. I don't care what the devil has thrown at us. I don't care what the devil, the attack of the enemy has brought into us. I don't care what anything has happened up in this. I don't care because God is saying to us today, it is well. I don't care what it looks like. It is well. God's saying, I know you see your brother in the hospital. It is well. I'm telling you, Becca and Tony. 
glory. Your brother's hurt, but it's well. God's telling you it's well. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. New life. Amen. Amen. There's a preacher down, but all is well. It's going to be okay. Amen. Revival's still coming. Revival's still on its way. Amen. Because there's going to be some folks who pick up a weapon and they get involved in this war. It is well. It is well. I want to tell that to the devil today. It is well. It is okay. Everything's going to be just fine. Woo! But I'm telling you, it's not okay with you, devil. I'm telling you, it's not okay with you because you've done nothing more than awaken a sleeping giant of prayer warriors and awaken a sleeping giant of young people on fire for God. That's all you did, devil. That's all you've done. It's good for us. All is well. But devil, you better get out of here. You better get on the run because we're coming at you. Amen. With the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of revival. Oh, hallelujah. May be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you what, she understood what she was saying. Brother Hilton, she understood what she was saying. To us, we think that's crazy. Amen. To think that's crazy. Say, it is well. My child is dead. It's well. What are you talking about? She understood what the man of God was saying. She understood the question. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it doesn't say this, but give me some liberty this morning. To give you this is what I, I could assume maybe happened. If you would this morning. I'm not saying this. The Bible doesn't say this. But I'm telling you what, this isn't. I don't believe the first time that this woman heard the man of God ask, How are you doing? How's your husband doing? How's that boy doing? I'm sure, amen, this wasn't the first time, amen, she ever heard the, her pastor say, How's things going? How's your home? How's your family? Amen. Her first thought wasn't, well, my boy's sick and I, I've got a bad job and I've got this. No, no. She knew he wasn't asking, how's your job going? She knew he wasn't, how's the health of your child? She knew he wasn't, well, how, how's that bad boss at work? And how's that tough time? How's it not paying you? No, no. She understood. I believe she had heard the pastor ask before. Amen. She had made room for him in her life. Amen. And when the pastor said, hey, I'm looking. I just want to look beyond your situation. I want to look inside your soul. How are you doing in here? How's your husband? How's your soul? How's your child? Are you still living for God? And she said, that's fine. That's all good. He's dead. He's passed. It all is well. All is well. When he went out of this world, all is well. But he's dead. Could you help me? He answered her question. She knew he wasn't asking, how is he doing physically? The man of God said, how's your child in his spirit? Because we go on and read that the Lord had hid from her, from him, the fact that the son was dead. But I think it was customary for when the man of God came to town, he said, hey, how's your prayer life? See you struggling. You don't really worship like you used to. Not really. I don't really see you praying in the altars like you used to. How, how are you doing? Not too far off from Thursday night, Brother Sisler. Amen. Not too far off. Prelude to revival. Talked about repentance. I'm telling you what. It's got to start by asking the question. Letting your man of God ask the question in your life. Mom, Dad, how are you? How's your children? Can you answer this morning? It is well. I guarantee you, Sister Reba and Brother Jerry didn't wake up Friday morning worried about where Jared would end up if he were to lose his life in a four-wheel accident. Come on, somebody. I'm not far off from revival. I'm not far off from where I started here. Amen. I'm going to tell you, God's coming this morning. It's all. He's asking you the question. 
how are you this morning? How's your soul? How's your children? How's your husband? Brother Jared, the Lord's not worried. He made the body. He can heal the body. He's going to. It's going to be all right. God's not concerned with Brother Jared's physical body. And God's not concerned with Jared's spiritual body. Because you know what? Last night, the one thing Brother Jared, he kind of woke up, kind of came to. And one of the first things he asked was, get my iPad. I want to hear preaching. And when is pastor going to get here? Come on, church. Come on, I'm talking about revival. I'm talking about taking back, amen, take it aim at the devil. Amen, that's how you're going to take aim at the devil this morning. Amen, amen. If you can't answer that question of how are you, how is your, how is your husband, how is your children, and you can't tell the Lord, it is well, pastor, it's well in my home. Pastor, it's okay in my family. We're living right. We're submitted. We're doing things okay. If we were to, walk, if we were to die in my whole family in a car wreck tonight, I'm telling you, it's well. Don't worry about me, pastor. Don't worry about me because it is well. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, uh, when you can say that, uh, amen, you've gotten victory over Satan. When you can say that, you've gotten victory over the devil. When you can say that, you can say, take that devil. You're not taking my children. You're not taking my family. I know you tried, but I'm telling you what, uh, I'm not giving up. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Oh, God, help me this morning. Hallelujah, to deliver this burden. Hallelujah, I believe this was a common common question. Hallelujah. Amen. This woman, you can go on and read in Acts or in 2 Kings 4, 8 through 10. It fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. So it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned thither and thither to eat bread. And she said to her husband, you know, hey, listen, it started off just saying, hey, I want you to come over. I want you involved in my family. I want you to come and eat with us. I want you to, I want you to be a part of our lives. And it evolved into a place. Amen. In verse number 10, verse 9, it says, she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he, is come, when he cometh to us, he shall turn in thither. It ain't good enough just for him to pass by every now and again. It ain't good enough just for the man of God to occasionally come by my house, if you will. Amen. He said, no, I want my pastor to know he's got a room in my home. He's got a place to stay where he can come and he can go as he chooses. I've got a place in my family. He can come into my family anytime he wants. And he can look into my family. He can look in my home. He can look at my children. Amen. He's got access to my children. The man of God has access. Amen. When he stands behind the pulpit. Amen. To preach to my kids. He's got access to preach to me. He's got access to preach to my wife. He's got access to preach to myself. Amen. I'm telling you what. Uh, amen. I want a room in my home for my man of God. Amen. I want a room in my home. Amen. For my pastor. I want a room. Hallelujah. Amen. You're not as shouting with me as much as you were just a minute ago when I was just preaching and screaming about revival. Amen. But I'm telling you, revival starts. Uh, amen. When you make a room. Amen. A place in your family. Amen. For the man of God to preach. Amen. Just like Brother Sister did the other night. Just like Pastor Regan does. Amen. When he tells you, hey, you got to get right. Hey, you got to get your heart right. Hey, you got to get your family right. Hey, you got to clean some things up. Amen. And you say, you don't look at the pastor and say, get out of my home. Get out of my family. Why are you telling me this for? I don't want you here anymore. But you say, thank you. Amen. Next time you come back, make sure everything's cleaned up. I thank you for coming by, stopping by my house. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, you want to stop the attack of the devil. You want to stop the devil in his tracks. Uh, you make a room in your home for the man of God. Ooh, I don't think you're expecting this this morning. 
I don't know if you were expecting this this morning, but I'm telling you what, God hit me with this, this right here with, the, with like a ton of bricks yesterday. Why can, amen, why can Sister Reba and Brother Jerry, amen, look uh, to the pastor, Rick, and, and say, hey, pastor, what's wrong with uh, Jared? He had a four-wheeler, Rick, I understand, but no, I know you what you're asking. It is well. Pastor, it is well. It is well. Why? Amen, because Jerry and Reba Hilton has made a home, a place in their home, amen, for the man of God to enter in any time that they want to, any time that he desires, any time that he needs to. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times I've heard Jerry Hilton say, hey, I talked to pastor about this. How many times has he said, go talk to pastor about this? Brother Hilton, how many times? Hallelujah. And so when tragedy strikes, they can look and say, he's in a hospital bed, but pastor, all is well. Oh, God, let that sink in here for a moment this morning. Hallelujah. He didn't force his way in. He was constrained to come in. People are nervous to let visitors come over. Why? Because i got to clean my house. i got to get things picked up. And I'm, clothes are everywhere. And, man, i got to put dishes, dirty dishes. Amen. I'm telling you, spiritually, amen, when you don't let the pastor... The man of God into your home, there's a reason. When you make statements like, who do you think he is to tell me what to do and how to live? Because you got a dirty house in your heart. I'm telling you, revival. I'm telling you, I'm not far off. God's not far off. He doesn't know what he's doing from what he, what the message God brought to us Thursday night. I'm telling you, you got to get some things. we got to get some things in our house cleaned up. Amen. If we're going to have revival. Amen. we got to give an account to the man of God that says, hey, all is well. All is well. Yes, I'm struggling financially. Yes, I'm dealing. Amen. Amen. With uh, I lost my job. Yes, I, I don't know how I'm going to make my house payment. Uh, yes, I, I've got health problems. Amen. But whenever the man of God says, how's your family? You can look at him and say, all is well. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God gave them this child because of their faithfulness. God said, hey, what do you want? And he says, you know what? You're, you're older. You haven't ever had children. So God gave them a son. God gave them a child because of their faithfulness to him. One day, tragedy struck that child. He's out in the field working with his dad and the reapers. And all of a sudden, he said, my head, my head. He took him into mama. Lay that boy upon her knees. I said at noon, he passed away. I don't know how many times Elisha had come by and, and stayed in that. I mean, I don't know if it, I mean, if it was weekly, monthly. I don't know how often. Brother Sister, I don't have. I don't. Have, I have no idea how long or how often that he had come by and slept in that home and had dinner with them, spent time with them. Elisha knew this son. Elisha had a relationship with that boy. I, I, again, I, I'm just, just the nature of life. Amen. Elisha wasn't his dad. Elisha wasn't the father, but Elisha had a relationship with that boy, I'm sure. Saw him grow up. Saw him be raised. He loved that boy. He knew what God had done for them. He knew what God had taken care of uh, that child. And, and I'm sure when he stopped by, that's, that boy probably... Was so happy. Who knows? He, I'm just, I'm again, go with me here this morning. I'm sure that to see past, knowing Elisha, I heard Elisha come in this morning. Can I go see Elisha? Can I go see Elisha? I know how kids are. When Mama and Papa come to town and the kids go to bed before they get in, they wake up, they're looking for, where's Mama? Where's Papa? And they, they want to go see. Surely, surely that boy, 
amen, loved Elisha. Surely that boy loved the man of God. Surely he was, he, he was so thankful when the man of God came by. Surely he had a love, amen, for the man of God. Surely he, he had uh, nothing, heard nothing but good things, amen, in the home about Elisha. Surely there was nothing but positive about Elisha. Surely, amen, mom and dad were talking and said, man, I, I think Elisha's going to be coming by this week. I think he's on his way to wherever. Man, I'm hoping he stops by. And I can't wait. We got a, I got a roast for him, a, a roast of lamb. We're going to cook up. And man, we're having a good time. And I hope he's got time to stop and eat. And the little boy is going, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. And there was a love for that man of God. And whenever he died on her lap, she picked him up, took him up to that little room where that man of God had slept so many times. She laid him on his bed. And she said, I've got one place that I can turn. She told Dad, I'm going to find Elisha. I'm going to find him. I know he's not passing by my way. I know he isn't, I know he, I don't know where he's at right now, but you know what? I'm going to find him. I'm going to go find the man of God. Your son's dead. He's, he's gone. He's hurt. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go find my man of God. Hallelujah. They had returned to that same place that they had turned so many times before. How many times had he been sick? He doesn't talk about the times he had the flu, times he was sick. And, and they asked, Elisha, would you pray? He's not feeling well and yeah, he, he's having issues. And how many times had they taken him, amen, throughout? This wasn't just all of a sudden tragedy strikes and all of a sudden let's go find the man of God. No, no, they had made room. They had already made a room. They had made provision, amen, so that every time, every opportunity for the man of God to stop by. Hallelujah, he was there. And so, in this moment of tragedy, it was like second nature. They knew where to go. Hallelujah. This morning, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband or your wife? Is it well with your children? What report can we give unto the Lord today? In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that last trump is going to sound. And it's not going to matter how much money we have in the bank. It's not going to ha matter what kind of car we drive, what kind of job we have, what kind of social influence we have. It doesn't matter how many uh, you know, countries we visit. It doesn't matter any of these things. What's going to matter is if you can stand before the Lord, before your pastor, before, before we, as we congregate around Brother Rick and, and, he, and he looks and says, everybody, we're getting ready to stand before the Lord. Is it well with you? Is it well with your spouse? Is it well with your children? I'm preaching revival this morning. I'm preaching the heartbeat of God this morning. Amen. You may, uh, I hope you're get, catching and getting this in your spirit today. Amen. Because I believe God's looking down and saying, I don't know if you realize that it's not all well with where you stand this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Throughout the life of this child, throughout the life, I'm sure every time the man of God showed up, he was glad for the food, he was glad for the room, he was glad for all the wonderful things. But I guarantee you, I, I, I just have the feeling that they knew to expect this one question. It's been about a month since I've seen you, I passed by this way, but how's it going? I didn't hear you praying this morning. When I came in upstairs this morning about 6 o'clock, I didn't hear you praying like I normally hear you praying. Is everything all right? I've been here a few days, and man, I, I'm concerned with what I see. 
is at will. And I think probably more times than not, they could say it's will. Pastor, it's will. And you know, there were moments they probably had to kind of hang their head a little bit. Say, you know, Elisha, I don't kind of let down a little bit. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna make some things right. Elisha didn't say, Are you perfect? Elisha didn't have to come and say, Have you made one mistake? No, Elisha says, Well, yeah, you know, I've struggled and I've, but you know what? I'm getting through it. And I'm praying and fasting and asking the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this morning, God is asking the question, Is it well? We're worried about Brother Jared this morning. Everybody's concerned about Brother Jared. Everyone here today is crying. We're weeping, and, and, and rightfully so. The day that this happened, the moment this happened, those of us that were there, I'm telling you, my heart was breaking. Our hearts were breaking. And we could do nothing more. We were rushing. They landed a helicopter in my front yard, life-lighted, Brother Jared, to the to the, to the hospital. I mean, it was tragedy. It was, it was stop the bleeding. We knew something was wrong. We knew there was something crazy. We said, God, we were praying. I'm telling you, the first brother, brother Hilton and brother Jerry, amen, were hanging on to him. And I ran inside. The first thing I could do, I ran inside. I'll be right back. I got my bottle of oil. And all I knew to do, I didn't, I'm not a doctor. All I knew to do was grab a bottle of oil and lay my hands upon him. And we prayed. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. And we were so nervous. And we spent the night in the hospital. And everybody was going, is he going to be okay? What's going on? But I'm telling you what this morning. If you could flip your switch in your mind. And see what God sees in your spirit. And see what God sees in your heart. And in your family. Amen. I'm talking about the, there would be a spiritual amen helicopter fly down. We'd be doing everything we could to get you to an altar. Amen. You'd be doing everything you could to pray. Say, God, I'm sorry. God, help me. Amen. I'm talking about a spiritual. Amen. Application here this morning. Amen. You're okay because my kids are healthy. Amen. I've got a good job and everything's going fine and dandy. I've got nobody that's sick and everything. I'm good. I'm okay. But the whole time God's saying, you got to get to the hospital. You've got to get to the altar. Somebody's help them get to the altar. You're going to die. Your family's going to be lost. Your children are going to be lost. Hallelujah, I'm preaching my burden that the Lord laid upon me this morning. Amen, I'm telling you, somebody, amen, we've got to get our hearts off of this earth and say, and get off ourselves and say, hey, everything's okay physically, but spiritually. Our children are wounded and dying spiritual death. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching doom. And gloom, I'm telling you, amen, God's giving mercy today. God's giving grace. God's giving opportunity this morning, amen, for you to take a look. Amen, he's, he's bringing that chopper in and saying, hey, anybody that's here, amen, I'm willing to pick you up and take you to some, get some help. Amen, I, I'm trying to get you there. Amen, these men of God are trying to get you there. We're trying, amen, God's laying upon the hearts of this church and saying, preachers and saying, hey, hey, you got to get some things right. You got to get to the hospital. You've got to get to the place, amen, of hell. Help. We'd have thought it's so crazy. It, Brother Jared would have said the other night, says, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. Just leave me alone. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get back on that four-wheeler. And I'm going to go have me some more fun. We think you're crazy. You're crazy. you got to get to the doctor. You've got to get there now. Amen. But people so many times say, oh, I'm okay. I can handle it. I, I'll get back on this crazy thing called sin and keep riding the waves. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. You're messed up. God's reaching for somebody this morning. Amen. Get your eyes. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, I've come to confirm. God said with Brother Jared, it's all going to be okay. All is well. He's got recovery. He's got pain. He's got physical issues. All is well with him. Amen. God's trying to open somebody's eyes through this situation and say, hey, take a look at your life. Take a look at your family. Is it well this morning? Dear God, help me today. Hallelujah. She goes to find Elisha. 2 Kings 4, 22 through 23. She called under her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young 
men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go out to him today? Why? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, In faith it shall be well. It shall be well. We can just get to the man of God. Everything's going to be okay. I'm telling you this morning, you may be, I'm hoping this is connecting with you today. I'm hoping this conviction that you haven't felt in a long time, a hope that's pricking your heart today. If you feel guilty, good. If you feel bad because of your sin, good. If you feel bad because you have been disobedient to the man of God, good. If you feel bad because you've been pushing the line on things you know you're, you're not supposed to, good. That's what God wants you to feel. That's what's going to save you. That's what's going to keep you saved. Amen. That feeling of guilt and hurt and saying, man, I, I, man stop saying that, uh, Brother Merriman. I don't, I'm telling you what, God's trying to prick the hearts of somebody today. God's trying to prick the hearts and saying, you know you're not living right. You know you're not where you need to be. But I'm telling you today, amen, amen. This woman said, hey, my son is dead, but listen, it shall be well. Today you don't have to walk out of this place, amen, on a gurney. You don't have to walk out of this place, amen, destroyed. You can walk out of this place, amen, restored, renewed, amen, refreshed in the Holy Ghost, amen, full of power, full of anointing, full of joy, full of peace, amen. But I'm telling you what, it's going to take some drastic measures, amen. They didn't pick Brother Jared up, amen, and just kind of pat him. I'm telling you what, there's some things that's going to have to happen. You're going to have to make some changes in your life. You're going to have to make some changes in your home. You're going to have to make some changes in how you approach the man of God. You're going to have to put and make some room. You're going to have to make some room. Young people, listen, if you're going to be saved, you better make some room in your life for the man of God anytime he wants to say, hey, I need to talk to you. I don't care if it's you. I don't care if it's my, I don't care if it's Madison. The pastor says, I need to talk to you in my office. You better go with him. Don't you ever, ever get a bad attitude about your pastor. That's what's going to save you. And that goes for all of you. One pastor can't come and say, hey, fix it. She's not good for you. He's not good for you. I'm telling you, God's talking to us today. Young people, oh, God, help us today. I'm telling you, when God says, when pastor says, cut it off, cut it off. Make room. <laughs> Make room for the man of God. Not just for him to pass by every now and again and say, oh, man, he kind of touched on it the other night. No, no. Amen. Say, Pastor, I want you to come by my house. I know mom and dad, I don't care. I, I want you to come by my house. I want, you to, I want you to walk into my house and tell me. I'm not talking about a man of God bossing you around. I'm saying, look at me. Am I okay? Am I spiritually sound? If I'm not praying, come tell me. Come on, we got to have revival. We got to have revival. That's what's going to bring revival. Moms, dads, oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Oh, we got to make room. We got to make room. We got to make room. I can't get this off my heart this morning. We got to make room. And when the pastor comes by our house, we got to get excited. Hey, son, thank God. Pastor stopped by today. Thank God. I can't wait. I'm so thankful when Pastor comes by the house. He spends a little time pointing some things out that maybe I don't see. Got to make room in our house. I'm telling you what. Some folks, that all ain't well today. I know it's heavy in here right now. I'm telling you what, God's been trying to get some folks' attention. 
June. I'm telling you, there's no room. There's no room in your life. Your kids have the same bad attitude about your pastor as you do. Call me, me and Pastor Rick, and I'm telling you, if I'm out of line, I'm hoping he's listening. Because if he's got to pull me aside and chew me out, so be it. But I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning. Man, I'm telling you today, God is trying to get some hearts and minds, the attention of some hearts and minds of some moms and some dads and some families today. Amen. Amen, Elisha. Amen, didn't make them put a room in their home. Elisha didn't say, you, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make room in your, in your home. No, they constrained him. Just to stop by, please stop by for dinner when you're in town. Please, please come by for dinner when you're in town. And they finally got to the point and says, you know what, that's not good enough. It's not good enough. Let, let, dad, uh, uh, let, let, let's, let's make a room. How about that? Let's make a place where even if we don't even know he's coming by, he can just stop by anytime he wants. He can just come by anytime he wants. Uh, amen. And he can, he, can look at, he can look at me and say, is it well? Because when she came to Elisha and he sent from afar off, the question was, is it well? With you, with your husband, and with your son. The familiarity of that question. I'm used to that question. I'm comfortable with that question. I'm comfortable with the response. Whether it be all is well, or honestly, I, I'm, I'm not where I need to be. Maybe you can get comfortable with the question, but how comfortable are you with your response to the question? Are you willing to say, you know what? I need to get some things lined up, Pastor. I need to spend some time in prayer. I need to spend some time getting my act together. Are you comfortable with your answer and your response to the question this morning? Because many times your response to this altar is how you respond to that question. I'm telling you, nobody looks down on you. Nobody will look down upon you today. Amen. If you, the answer to that question is, I need to get some things right. You know what? There's times I got to get some things right. There's times I got to get my life together. And there's times I, 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 I realize I, I'm too busy. I've not prayed like I should, or I, I've just put some things off. And there's times we got to get to our knees. I'm telling you what, when you can walk away from a service unmoved, untouched, and never come, amen, you're telling God, there's no room in my life for a man of God. There's no room in my life, amen, for repentance. There's no room in my life, amen, to, to, to have a place where he can come. Oh, God, help us today. Hallelujah. Brother Jerry and Sister Reba made a room in their home for the man of God. He even said it at Grandma's funeral. It was said at Grandma's funeral. When Brother Reagan got here, someone came to him, to Brother Jerry, and said, well, your dad wouldn't do it that way. You know what Brother Jerry's response was? Brother Reagan is my pastor now. I'm going to do it Brother Reagan's way. He didn't have a, a love for a, a preacher. He had the love for the man of God. And he says, you know what? That room, my dad, he's not going to be coming to this room anymore. But Brother Regan, there's a room available for you. Anytime you want, it's yours. And since the day Brother Regan has gotten here, I'm sure, I know there's times. I, I've heard, like I said, the, the, the witness is there. They made a room. And you know when this young man, when this young man growing up with the man of God in the home, coming by, stopping by, when he became, he got older, I think there was a transfer of respect. You know why I know that? Because there's a young man named Jared Hilton. When he was 
I don't know, 16, 15, had his heart and his mind, man, on a, on a young lady. But the man of God came by and said, shouldn't be your focus. Shouldn't be your focus. And so that young man, Brother Jerry, disconnected himself and said, I trust your pastor. And there was a transfer. Amen. And so today, I can truly say it is well with Brother Jared. God's not scared of Brother Jared's condition. God's not nervous of how this is going to turn out for him physically. But God is concerned with some of us here today. The condition that we're in spiritually. I'm not trying to, I'm not building this up. I'm telling you what this hit me square on my shoulders yesterday afternoon and said, it is well with Jared Hilton. My concern for him, he's my apple of my eye. But there are some here today they're spiritually in the condition that Brother Jared is in physically. They refuse the help of a physician. There was a song written many years ago by Horatio Spafford based on the response of this Shunammite woman. The song was entitled, It Is Well With My Soul. There's some things that took place in his life, some tragedies that took place, and I'm about done. I know I've spent some time here this morning. When I get done, these, any time you want, the altars are open, but I'm telling you, as soon as I finish here with this, whether we have music or not, it doesn't matter to me. I, 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 want, I want us to just to take some time and respond to the Holy Ghost. Maybe there's... Maybe there's some um, rooms in your home that you've barred your pastor from, areas of your life you've barred the man of God from. Here in this altar today, I want you to come and I want you to tear that, that lock off of that door. I want you to open that door. I want you to go in, take a broom and start sweeping, cleaning it up making some preparations. It's been a while. It's going to be some cobwebs. It's going to be some dirt. It's going to be some issues. Maybe have a tough time getting that lock off. You know what? It's the anointing that destroys that yoke. And the Holy Ghost is going to help you today. Get in that place. And say, it's a wreck, Pastor. It's a wreck. God, it's a wreck. I can't let anybody in here. God says, it's okay. Help me. I'll help you clean up the mess. Walk away with the resolve today so that one day, service after service or any time we get a phone call, a situation, maybe Pastor Riggins sees something on Facebook or Instagram. Now, this is what I'm talking. This is, how we, this is where the rubber meets the road, folks. And he calls and says, hey, I'm stopping by your house today. I, I, and, I, and I saw some things that I'm really not pleased with. He just stopped by the room in your home. What's your response? Is it well? That's what I'm talking about today. Hallelujah. Mr. Spafford, Horatio Spafford, he was inspired to write this song after a series of tragedies that had taken place in his life. His son had died at the age of two. Uh, he was a lawyer, had a big business in Chicago, but 
Chicago Fire in 1871 brought financial ruin to his life. Financially took everything, all of his businesses, all his connections, uh, economic downturn, financially destroyed him. And he decided to move to Europe, and because of the financial situation he was facing there, he, his family went on, his wife and four daughter, daughters went on ahead of him. He says, I'll catch up with you in the, within the next month or so. Go on ahead, and, and uh, we're going to start a new life and go somewhere else, and, uh, and, and we're just going to get out of here. And now on the journey, amen, this ship carrying his wife and four daughters collides with another ship, and the ship sinks. His four daughters die. And only his wife lives and survives. I'm telling you, there's some tragedy that took place in this life. There's some tragedy that this man, he had every reason to be bitter towards God. Every reason to be angry, amen, at, at the circumstances of his life. Every reason to be upset. Every reason to be mad. Every reason to not live for God. Every reason he could come up justifiably for not living for God. Because of God, this happened. Because of that happened. Because of that, I, I'm not praying. I'm not going to live for God. I'm, I'm telling you, his perspective wasn't upon the things of this world. Because it was during this tragedy that his mind turned to this Shunammite woman. In the moment of tragedy, his mind went to this story. And he wrote this song because he had to have asked himself this question. Is it well with you? Is it well with your wife? Is it well with your children? And he had come to the conclusion, it is well. I've lost my children, lost my business, lost everything I have, but it is well. And this is the words to that song. It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. For me, be it Christ, be it Christ hence to live, if Jordan above me shall roll, no pang shall be mine, for in death, as in life, thou wilt whisper thy peace to my soul. But Lord, tis for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angel, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest of my soul. And, Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. A song in the night, O oh, my soul. I'm telling you this morning, God is reaching down, amen, into this place. Amen. Would you close your eyes, amen, today? Would you reach out unto the Lord? Hallelujah. God is wanting us to understand we are in revival. We began with revival. Amen. But revival is going to come. Amen. God's awakened us. Amen. But we're not going to be able to fight this carrying the weight of sin. Amen. We've got to cast off the weight of sin. Amen. That easily besets us. And we've got, we've got to get some things right. We've got to make room in our home. Amen. For the man of God. For the word of God. Amen. Revival is going to come. It's, it's here. Amen. But you've got to awaken that giant within you. Amen. It's going to start through prayer. It's going to start through repentance. It's going to start, amen, through submission. Amen. To authority. It's going to start, amen, through the power of his word. So I ask you today this one question, and I leave you to respond.
with your soul today, with your spiritual being and health, is it well with you? Is it well with your spouse? And is it well with your children? Only you know the answer. You and God know the answer to those questions today. If all is well, then your response should be all is well. Now let's take time and talk to the Lord this morning. Come on, let's seek after him today. Hallelujah.